0: This is how to become a pro wrestler the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event
1: What's up guys welcome back to how to become a pro wrestler the podcast my name's john and i'm
0: in the studio with aaron aaron what's up man Hey, John. Man, I'm doing good today. I'm excited to be back. I was out last week, but excited to be in the studio with you today.
1: Absolutely. It's a beautiful day outside here in Oklahoma, and we are here about to record this podcast for you beautiful people. So, got an exciting topic today. I want to talk directly to people who may be interested in becoming, or maybe who are already, a professional wrestling trainer. This is also going to help you guys spot a good trainer yeah. as well, okay? So, like, if you're a student looking for a good school, or if you're in a school already, this is kind of tips to spot a good trainer. But mainly, we're talking today about becoming a great trainer in pro wrestling. Maybe you are thinking about opening up your own school, or maybe you are just, maybe you're exiting the actual in-ring performance and you're wanting to become more of an educator. Whatever the the case may be, we're going to talk today about ways to become a better trainer. So not all trainers are created equal. If you're going to be taking people's money and time from them under the promise of helping them achieve a dream, then you had better be qualified, all right? So in a previous episode, we went over some surefire ways to spot a bad trainer, all right? But today, I want to highlight the positives and give trainers a mental checklist that they can use to improve themselves and their schools, all right? Because time is money. And Life Inside Pro Wrestling Ring is all about maximizing your minutes, guys. So I'll never forget that. We're trying to get the most out of every single opportunity that we have. Also, don't forget to get the most out of every opportunity you have in the gym. We have a program called Strong Style Strength Training for the professional wrestler, created by professional wrestlers. And it is available for you right now at howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. We've got more on that coming in the future where we're trying to get it set and ready to go in a new app, a streamlined variation of Strong Style with all kinds of different possibilities. So hopefully we got a good announcement about that coming very very soon, guys. Just stay in touch with us.
0: Yeah, and guys, if you're currently on that program and mm-hmm. have been posting on that uh, that Facebook private yes. Facebook group, thank you. We appreciate that and keep oh. us updated on the results. I
1: absolutely love it. I got some some videos in a DM recently from someone uh, doing strong style. I'll have to share them with you, Aaron. Yeah. I, I just got them this week, but it was just of a couple of a guy doing split squats and stuff and asking about form. His form was was excellent. So like I was very happy to see that. Always happy to see mm-hmm. people doing. Strong Style out there so yeah join Strong Style how to become a Pro wrestlercom also don't forget our private Facebook group because that is where you can talk with other people that are already doing Strong Style we've got people that have done it It's a 12-week program. We've got people that have done it three cycles through, right? 36 weeks of it. So, guys, yes, it's a 12-week program, but it's built to where it can be infinitely recycled. You start it over with your new numbers that you obtain by the end of your program. You're bigger, stronger, faster. You restart it. You get bigger, stronger, faster. That's how it's built. Yep. All right, guys. So here's what we're going to talk about today. These are the traits. These are the tips and techniques that I want to see from any good pro wrestling trainer and they might not be what you think. You might think I'm going to sit here and list. They need to know know how to take a back bump. That's not the case guys. This is what I want to see out of a pro wrestling trainer first and possibly most importantly is authority. All right. A great pro wrestling trainer is unquestionably in charge. Being friendly and humble are important traits to have, but when it comes time to do business, a real trainer will have the room listening to their every word and making note of their every move, all right? I have been to some schools. I've been to some seminars. I've been to some training sessions where the person who was quote-unquote in charge was more or less just a good buddy, all right? So if you attend a wrestling school and the head trainer is very jokey, very laid back with all of the students, you know, before training even begins, I consider that a red flag, guys. Like, I, I again, being humble and being a good person is goes a long way, absolutely. But if class begins and students have no problem interrupting their trainer, causing a distraction during his instructions, that is a terrible sign yeah. right there, guys. That means he does not have control of the room, He does not have control of what's going on, and that is a problem. And like I said, I've seen that, right? A great trainer should command respect. Are you paying to hang out with your buddies, or are you paying to learn something? Even as a student, I wouldn't want to be in an environment where it's okay for everyone around me to be making jokes and and interrupting the process of learning. That's super frustrating. So if your trainer doesn't have any problem with students playing around during the sessions, that probably means he isn't very confident in what he's coaching and welcomes that distraction to ease the tension of his responsibility. Yeah. And that's a problem, guys. This is a, it's a major responsibility to be the person cultivating the experience that you're getting that's going to take you to the next level as a professional wrestler. Like I want to give my money to someone taking that responsibility very seriously. Yeah. All right. So that's why I do my research and stuff when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like when you said next level, Mm -hmm. because that's what they're there to do. They're there to take you to the next level and they should care really almost, if not more Mm -hmm. than you Mm -hmm. about what you're doing and if you're getting the results. Right. Because I I think we mentioned this before, but, um, you know, the coach is your coach. But in a way, they kind of work for you, too. Right. Right. Because they're there to help you. Reach your goals and take you to that next level, and you're there. You're the example of their work. I mean, they should care,
1: right? So, like with the people that I train and whatnot, like like I've trained people before, and who who maybe were fans of my wrestling style and stuff, and who I'll be training them, and they will say something along the lines of like, well, you know, like I'm doing my best, but I know I'm never going to be like as good as you and stuff. And I'm like, well, then I'm not doing my job properly because my job is to make you better than I ever was. Right, yeah. Right, like another thing too, like if you're training with someone, a coach that maybe had some acclimates as a pro wrestler or whatnot, and they aren't interested in elevating you beyond where they Mm -hmm. ever were, that's a red flag for me as well, guys. I want every one of the people, whether I'm training them for for pro wrestling or training them in the weight room or whatever. I want them to outperform me. Like, like ultra. if I can make them better than me, that's, that's an even better characteristic of, 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 you know, the coach that I can be. Right. So keep that in mind. They should care more about your career than they even did their own.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good point because the coach doesn't necessarily have to be like hall of fame, you -hmm. know, in wrestling. Absolutely. But Say if they made it, you know, had a few spots and did well but if they're coaching you they should be able to see that you could be that and pushing you to be that and not saying oh well I got here and this is as far as you can go you know uh, oh yes. Because yeah. so, because some coaches do they they can't seem past their mm-hmm. own success. So right. like it's hard for them to visualize your success past that sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Whether
0: that's doubt in themselves or whatever, I don't know, but They
1: I mean, put if they if they're putting their own like ceiling on you, that's a big problem, guys. Cause, and some of the greatest pro wrestling trainers of all time out there still working to this day, guys like like Norman Smiley or Dean Malenko and even William Regal and people like that who Some of those names you know very well. Some of those names you might not know very well. And they didn't make it too, too crazy high in their career. A, few, a couple of those more than others. But they have trained people that have gone on to, say, main event WrestleMania. So, like, you've got William Regal, who, if you're just like, he's an amazing performer. And pro wrestling is not all about championships and whatnot. But William Regal won what? The Intercontinental title? Like, if you're going to base it on trophies. He won the Intercontinental title. He was king of the ring once. blah, blah. Blah. He trained Daniel Bryan, who main evented WrestleMania and won the championship, Mm -hmm. right, against like Batista and Randy Orton. Like, that is amazing. Like, having a student that went on to do the things that you weren't able to do, it has to be one of the best feelings in the world for a coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, looking for a coach that is as confident, way more confident in you, even than they were in themselves at the time, is something that is very important to me. Mm -hmm. All right. The next tip that I want to see from any great trainer is a game plan. So if you listen to us long enough, you've heard this one come up before. There must be a plan, all right? Be a proud trainer and come in with a solid outline of what the next six, eight, or 12 weeks are gonna look like, okay? A great trainer has the ability to craft that experience for you ahead of time. A trainer crafts an ultimate goal for his students and then works backwards to lay out the additional rungs of that ladder, right? The ladder to success that we talk about all the time. They put those rungs in place so that you, the student, can climb to that next goal. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, a game plan doesn't have to be set in stone. And a great trainer knows that already. You write it in pencil, not pen, right? Because a great trainer has a plan and also knows when it's time to pivot and make a few course corrections to get where you need to be. I mean, week four might be dedicated to the back bump, but if a majority of that class is not progressing appropriately, maybe you need to switch gears and get everyone on the same page before progressing to the next step. That's learning to pivot, learning to to jerk the wheel, you know, like you got to move in traffic if you need to sometimes. And a great trainer can see that. Yeah. Um, Let's, so if you're the student and your trainer enters the room on a weekly basis making things up as he goes, that's a serious problem. Yeah. So, like, seriously, guys, if you're trying to be a professional wrestling trainer, if you've got a school right now or if you're just doing a class right now or maybe you're just training one or two people right now and you don't know what they're going to do until they walk in the room and then you just scratch your head and stare at a whiteboard and start writing stuff down, that's not the way this works, y'all. Um, that just points to inexperience or it could just mean that you're not actually in it. For, yeah. for for the training. You're in it for yeah. the money, yeah. um, and you're just killing the clock. You're just wasting people's time so you can get a little bit of money. So if you're a student and that's what's happening, then you might reevaluate where you're at right now. And you know what? Effective communication goes a long way. Ask them, yeah. why doesn't it look like you have a plan for me until I get here? You know, yeah. like that's that's really important as well, Communication.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and we, we've mm-hmm. said this on the podcast, too, about guys being professional in mm-hmm. the locker room and yes. all that stuff. But as a trainer, if you hire one or if you're going to be one, you are a pro. Absolutely. And you should have a game plan. So just be a pro. Have a game plan. Be a professional. Absolutely. I, I know with trainers, I used to get frustrated. When mm-hmm. I have trainers, they'd have a client coming in. And it's like, well, what are y'all doing today? And like, yeah. oh, well, I don't know yet. And then yeah, five no minutes way. before, they write it on a sticky note. No like what way. they're going to do. I'm like, yeah. "Why?" they're paying you money and you don't know? Absolutely. You're not serving. You're not. Yeah anyway right
1: absolutely have, have, That's, have a plan it's, it's so so valuable to have a plan and um, I mean like myself as a personal trainer when I'm just training people for fitness in general but this applies to any training I do wrestling or anything like if I spend 20 hours on a gym floor or in a ring with a person or with a group, training them. So if I'm spending 20 hours doing you know, most people are gonna save full-time jobs 40 hours a week, right? If I'm spending 20 hours a week with them, mm-hmm. that's full-time for me, because the rest of my time is cultivating the plan for the next however many weeks it's gonna be, yeah. and then doing the training, and then going back that's to awesome. my plan and adjusting yeah. it accordingly, yes. right? Like, it's 20 hours on the floor, 20 to 30 hours on the computer, guys. Like, I mean, getting things right, fine-tuning everything drawing the lines connecting the dots and all that stuff so you've got to have a plan that is part of this you need to have a plan for your students
0: and if I could add one more thing Mm -hmm. to you John so I know you know if you go in and you're training with a bunch of guys Uh which is or guys and girls you know Mm -hmm. but you're in a class setting which is usually the case right um you know, you all can be doing the same thing, but really, a professional is going to have like where you're at. Like, you yes. may have a, a regression or an advanced movement Absolutely. that you're hitting instead of the one that everyone else is doing. Right. So, I think that that goes into the game plan too. So, you're not just if you're advanced, you're not stuck doing the basics right. because you got beginners in there. Right. And if you're a beginner, you're not stuck trying to do stuff that you can't do yet. Absolutely. Because uh, you know it's not wasn't planned out accordingly.
1: I I know that like these. So these, these seminars, so a lot of times here's what happens on the local independent wrestling scene, is they, they book a talent that's pretty impressive, and they might not be... Like, I say pretty impressive. Like, it's impressive. So, like, for instance, um, here soon in Oklahoma, um, Carlito, who was actually just on a WWE pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just that. made a big return in Puerto Rico or whatever, probably one night only or whatever, but it's still awesome to see him. He's coming here to Oklahoma soon, and it would not be shocking to me if it was like the night before or the morning of the show, like come tonight to see Carlito. And then the morning of it's like Carlito is, is performing a pro wrestling seminar for pro wrestlers. And a lot of times that happens because like his price tag is very high and it's difficult for these small companies to pay for him. So they can supplement that by having the actual wrestlers play something. And then in return, they learn something from him and whatnot. So I've done these seminars before. I did one with Colt Cabana one time. Um, And so the frustrating part about this, is that if that person that's doing this seminar, they may think it sounds good on paper, like, oh yeah, this this dude can't pay me the full amount I want. He's asking me to do this seminar, which will actually probably get me a little more money. I'll go ahead and do it. But if they're not actually like wanting to train people, they probably won't come up with a very detailed plan. And then what happened to me uh, in one seminar specifically will happen to them, which is kind of what you were just talking about, what we show up and there's a dozen wrestlers, there's probably four super intelligent ready to perform just about anything you could possibly ask of them talented individuals there's probably four like journeyman decent very solid performers and then there's four that don't belong there at all mm-hmm. right and that that's out of 12 people and what happens is you spend most of the time with those four that don't belong there at all right. so like the very fact that like this trainer was trying to get us to go from Hitting the mat to running the ropes, but those four individuals had no clue how to hit the ropes, and then it wasted the next forty-five minutes of them just trying to get them to where they could hit the ropes. Instead of kind of pivoting like what Aaron said, which is have those four individuals doing one thing on this side of the ring, and have the rest of the individuals doing something else on this side of the right. ring, and you you plan, you sit down, you think about it, and you plan accordingly. Um, that way, like if I'm training some pro wrestlers, I'm training four pro wrestlers, and I think, man. Three of them got the the back bumps on the mat down, one of them does not. I'm gonna have those three doing the standard back bumps as they need to be doing. Uh, maybe one of them is most proficient, so I'm going to have him doing the most. Maybe the next person, who's not as physically fit, needs to be doing about a quarter of the percent of the work that the other right. person's doing. But then that third, that fourth person, that's not good at all, or not not good at all, but they're less skilled. I've got them over practicing like step one, which is hang on to the middle rope and lean back as if you're falling, and then let go and you drop. Like instead of actually trying to slam themselves yeah. into the mat, they're doing like a, almost an assisted fall mm-hmm. or whatnot. But I, I planned for that. I was like, okay, if this person. If I have an individual that can't perform at the level of this person, I'm going to have them do X yep. instead of Z, exactly. right? So that's what, that's what the planning, the sitting down, the training, and all that stuff comes for. And you just got to have a plan, guys. You can't just train willy-nilly and think that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Sit down, write it out, and plan out your next 6, 8, 12 weeks and adjust accordingly because you might have to pivot from there. For sure. All right, guys. The next skill that I want to see in any great trainer is listening. Right, listening ability. Nothing signifies a good coach for me quite like one that listens when you speak. When you have a question and a real thought is put in the answer, that is a sign of a great teacher. Even better, when you have a question and your coach admits they do not have the answer, but they will find out. That's even better teacher for me. That's me. A lot of times, I used to always think I had to have an answer for everything, and I'd get really frustrated if I didn't. But the reality is, sometimes they ask me stuff that I don't know, and I just, I what I'll do most of the times is say here is the best information I can offer you at the time, but I'll do some research and I'll get back to you next time. Like that's, that's honesty. Great commun- effective communication is one of the most important skills that anyone can have. And listening to you and being honest with you is something I want to see in every single trainer. But this rule applies to public and confidential conversations, by the way, because, you know, coaches and athletes can get pretty close sometimes in terms right. of trust. And that's great. You want to have trust. But um, if if, um, if a student approaches you in private and discusses a personal matter, like that relates to training, obviously, that's what we're really talking about. Right. Uh, but, you know, sometimes uh, personal issues, family issues or whatnot um, can get in the way of your training or injuries, whatever it might be, can get in the way of your training. So if a student comes to you and offers you up this information, Don't abuse that relationship, all right? Also, students, don't abuse your coach. That's another thing. Like, a world-class trainer is going to be able to sniff out your BS. If a client came to me and complained about a a knee injury, my reaction is not going to be, um, okay, skip all your leg stuff today. That's not my reaction. My reaction is going to be, let's assess your injury as quickly as possible without giving you any further injury see how severe it is and then adjust the game plan accordingly to get the results that you want so don't abuse your trainer and try to be confidential with them and 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 mess up your own training just because you're not comfortable with it that's another important thing too but um oftentimes we find that injuries actually like on another note like you start to feel better once you start moving and stuff like that always happens as, as well but like don't abuse your confidentiality with your student all right that's another thing like you, you discuss it they trust you building a trustful relationship is one of the most important things that you can do but you know that goes both ways you guys don't abuse each other um, in that trying to get out of any kind of type of training by telling your coach you got an injury or something so if you've got a trainer who blows you off right if you're blowing off your student anytime they express a concern or a question that's a sign that in my opinion that's a sign you're not as knowledgeable as you claim All right. So you want to listen and trust your students. Build a level of trust, and then know when to uh, sniff out the BS and all that good stuff. Like it's all part of
0: the job, and it's going to be okay. But effective communication, again, very important. Yeah. And and as a coach, that can be hard. So Mm -hmm. if you are a trainer and you know you're training guys, sometimes you get so much Mm -hmm. input from the guys, and you're trying to figure out everything, how to do the game plan, and all that. That sometimes it is just. It's just it, it gets frustrating sometimes, when you do just want to blow people off and right. like just suck it up or whatever. But right, um, yeah, you, you, you. I, one of the things that I always keep in the back of my head is I always remember that I work for them. Like that, yes. that's helped me a it ton. It's like yes. I work for them; they're paying me. You know, I'm their coach and I'm in charge. You're in but, service,
1: like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so,
0: and that's always kind of kept me in line.
1: Absolutely, that's a great point. All never if, when you're a trainer, when you're a coach, remember you are in service to them. That is very important to them. Um, All right, guys, the last point that I wanted to hit today that I want to see in every great coach is commitment, all right? The last sign of a great trainer that I want to discuss today is your commitment. A great and caring trainer cares when you don't show up, and they care when you do show up but aren't putting in expected effort, all right? So if you aren't in class, they might give you a call, send you a text, whatever it might be, send you a social media, something like that. Super easy to do nowadays especially. Um, They'll message you. Um, they'll find out what they can do to help and get you back, uh, what they need to do to make your experience better. Like, uh, that's another effective communication thing, too. If you're a student and you're wanting to – if you're like, man, I can't stand what's happening here, like, communicate that. I, want, I, I would want to hear it as a coach. Yeah. Because it might just be something simple that, no, that we're not understanding mm-hmm. from each other or whatnot, but – um, also, you know, I'm trying to give you tips here on how to spot a, a poor trainer if, that, if it comes down to that. But effective communication always. But if you're a coach and you really actually care about your students, then you care when they don't show up. Yeah. And, and you should ask them why. So uh, committed trainers are proud and inspiring when people come to class and put in that work. That is so, so important to be proud of their effort. Um, I've been around trainers who are thrilled when someone calls in sick. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they're like, they're like oh, yes, my client's not coming mm-hmm. today. Guys, that's, that's not that's not the way this needs to be, yeah. right? They expect relief because they feel like they're being let off the hook from training, and that is not how it needs to be. It takes great effort to be a great a great trainer, but it's something a trainer should be proud and eager to do, not eager to get out of.
0: Yeah, because if, mm-hmm. if you're a good trainer and yeah. the guy calls in sick, you're yeah. like, crap, I just worked hard on this program. Now I'm going to have to modify it again. Exactly, <laughs> right? yes. So yeah. you're, you're, it's more work whenever yeah, they really don't is. come in yeah, because now you have to switch the game plan up again. Absolutely. So, yeah. You
1: know. Absolutely. No, I totally totally absolutely agree. That is that is what how a great trainer should be thinking yeah, at least for sure. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, you don't get mad you, you shouldn't get mad, but it can be frustrating. Yeah. You know? But you're like, "Ah, oh, now I, I mean, but that's that's part of it." Right.
1: So, if you're a student and you think your trainer's paying too much attention to you, step back and reconsider because they might just be trying to to reach into you and tap into your potential. Yeah. Like I've had that too. I've trained people that didn't have some of the sport background that I had with like CrossFit and stuff, which is very like in your face, like high fives all around and super motivational and all that stuff. And I've trained people that are like, they shut down when you like try to cheer for them and stuff there, cause they're not used to it. Like, and then you have to have that, you have to have that communication. One of the biggest level ups that I've ever had as a coach myself is, is learning that I have students that need me to be quiet and just watch them. And, and that was very tough for me Mm -hmm. as a coach. It was tough for me to not just be like, you know, let's go, like amazing job, push, you're doing great. Like they didn't want to hear it. And and after I pro well, after I found out that they actually didn't a lot of times you find out that, that they just never have had it before and once they right. get it, they love that encouragement. But then I do have students that are like they want stoic, calm analyzation of their techniques and then direct feedback and mm-hmm. um and it works great. And I it helped me level up as a coach a lot to know when I can I just need to be there to to study process and evaluate and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. like it's and it's different it, that's part of coaching you learn these things and you progress from there because every student is going to need something different from every,
0: you yeah everyone's different i i call that uh, being a chameleon right yeah being a chameleon oh yeah oh, because yeah. everyone has you have to mm-hmm. um i used to tell the coaches when they were training just on energy level yes. kind of on that same level you know, Sally may be on a five and you need to be a six, but you know, John's on a nine, you got to be at a 10. So you got to, you got to be a chameleon and match. Well, I always say be one notch above wherever they're at. Absolutely. Because you're trying to push them and encourage uh, them. Because if, if Sally's a five and you come in as a 10, that's probably
1: not going to work guys. That's not, that's, that's way too far off. Yeah. Right. Way too far off. You got to match temperatures, right? You got the the two temperatures and you create a healthy medium Mm -hmm. right there. Absolutely. Heck yeah, guys. So, hey, be sure that you join our private Facebook group, okay? It's at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on Facebook. We can chat all about these things. I'd love to hear your opinion on these tips that we gave you to be a great trainer. And never forget that an effective coach communicates well and shows credibility, competence, respect, and authority with everything that he or she does. His ideas come across clearly by his defined goals, direct feedback, and reinforcement of the primary message yeah. all right never take a good coach for granted and coaches do not take your students for granted because that's another thing this is the last tip i want to leave you guys with today this is something i encounter as a wrestling trainer as a personal trainer and all that stuff that i have to remind myself of it is incredibly difficult for people to reach out and ask for help yeah. that is a huge major step mm-hmm. for people to do to actually reach out and say hey i am not skilled enough and i need your help yeah so Don't take that for granted. Don't take your students for granted. If they're asking you for help, feel honored, feel privileged, and do your part of the bargain, right? Do your work so that you can get them to where they need to be. 100%. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your
0: living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.